Welcome to Classic Comedy of Old Time Radio. I'm your host, Ron Eckelbarger. Today is Friday, and that means the life of Riley. This is episode number 183 in the life of Riley, entitled Equal Rights. It originally aired on January 10th, 1948. It's new. It's amazing. It's Prell, P-R-E-L-L, Procter & Gamble's new Radiant Cream Shampoo in the handy tube. Prell brings you the life of Riley. Prell, the shampoo that removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes and leaves hair radiantly clean, radiantly lovely, presents the life of Riley. With William Bendix as Riley. <laughs> According to Chester A. Riley, there are two sides to every question. His side and the wrong side. At the moment, he's getting an earful of what he considers the wrong side as we find the Riley clan gathered around the radio listening to an interesting point of view. And so I say to you, women of America, the decision rests with us. Where shall we go? Uh, turn that off, will you, Junior? Riley, hmm? Shall we continue as veritable slaves? Or shall we strike out for female independence and throw off the man-made ties of our bondage? Where shall we go? Oh, I can't take any more of this. I could... Oh, Riley, now please leave that radio on. She makes sense. How can you say that? Did I ever tie you up with a bandage? said bondage, Daddy. Bondage? One of them Harvard girls. Oh. <laughs> Turn it on, Judy. No, no don't. Okay, oh. And so I repeat, we women must decide our fate. We stand at the crossroads. One road leads to complete equality with man. The other road leads to complete domination by man. Where shall we go? That voice is giving me cauliflower ears. I'm turning it off. Oh, Daddy. Instead of shooting her mouth off on the radio, a dame like that ought to be home taking care of her kids. Well, it so happens she has no kids. She's not married. That's no excuse. <laughs> I mean, she's got no business yapping on the radio, steaming up all the wives. I say let sleeping dogs lie. Oh, you're impossible. Turn it on. Oh, and so again I ask, where shall we go? Where shall we go? Another minute and I'll tell her. <laughs> Never forget, women of America, you were born to be equal a man. Yet what are you today? Especially you married women. You are mere household grudges. You wear a ring on your finger as a badge of servitude. The day will come when you'll throw off the yoke of oppression and... I'm having that radio taken out. Women, the equal of men. That woman ought to be investigated by Congress. Oh, Riley, she's entitled to her opinion. Well, she's got no right spreading propaganda about women being equal to men. But, Daddy, they are equal. Who says so? The Constitution. The Constitution, it does not. I got a copy of the Constitution right here in my wallet. You see, here. Show me where it says one word about women. Oh, that's the constitution of your lodge. <laughs> I mean the United States Constitution that gives equal rights to women. Oh, that constitution. Oh, you men make me laugh. 
You all think you're so superior. But the day will come when women will really be independent. Uh, not the married ones. A married wife has got to do what the husband says. Why? Why? Because when a... Because she... If, when a married... If the woman... When a... What was the question? <laughs> you can't answer it, Daddy. Is that so? Look, I got nothing against women personally. After all, I married one, didn't I? But it just ain't their nature to be equal with men. That's <laughs> what you say. I'll prove it to you, Peg. You, you take you and me. L let's compare. Let's take character. You mean to tell me your character is better than... Uh, take personality. <laughs> Would you say you've got more personality than... Take brains. <laughs> Have you got more brains than... <laughs> I don't care what the Constitution says. Women just ain't the equal to men, and they never will be. Hey there, Riley. Oh, hello, Gillis. Taking a snoot full of the air? Yeah, there's nothing like air when you feel like breathing. <laughs> Say, I, I thought you was coming over to the house last night. My kid Eggbite was out, so I got a chance at his new electric train. Boy, did I have a swell wreck. Yeah, well, I'm sorry I missed it. I, I was coming over, but me and the wife got to discussing a conversation. Oh, had a fight, huh? Oh, no, nothing like that. We were just talking about whether women and men are equal. A and you know what I told her? How should I know? I ain't the kind of a sneak that listens in on his next-door neighbor. Yeah, well, I told her off plenty. Yeah, I bet she got sore. Especially when you showed her the constitution of your lodge. <laughs> Gillis, you hurt. Boy, when these things get started with that equal rights bunk, anything can happen. Oh, what can happen? Plenty. They start walking all over you. I know. It happened with my wife. Just like that. One morning, I says, where's my breakfast? She says, make your own breakfast. That night I come home, I says, why don't you make my bed? She says, make your own bed. But I fixed her. Comes payday. She says, where's the money? I says, make your own money. <laughs> Your wife likes you for the money, eh? Yeah, I got a fiscal attraction for her. Ha, 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 ha! All right, so I ain't no Fred Allen. <laughs> well, my peg is different. She, she don't take this stuff serious. Don't kid yourself. Some type women, once they get that independence bug, there's no stopping them. First thing you know, they're the boys. Oh, my peg wouldn't try that. No, she wouldn't, huh? Never. You'll find out. The minute you admit she's your equal, you're sunk. She'll be telling you what to wear, what to eat, where to go, who to see, what to say, what to think. That'd be horrible. Only a cruel monster would treat another human being that way. You bet. That's why we got to do it to them before they do it to us. <laughs> Take a tip from me, Riley. Nip it in the bud. Well, that's easy to say, well, but... It's a cinch. Anytime the missus tells you to do something, she's being independent, right? Right. So do the opposite. No matter what? No matter what. Don't let her push you around. You, you think it'll work? It can't fail. I swear it. Absolutely guaranteed. I take oath. Well, maybe you're right. I'll try it. Just to play safe. Yes, sir, I think you're right, Gillis. I'll see you later. So long, Riley. Yeah, I'll let you know how I make out. Well, that ain't necessary. Just leave your window open. <laughs> I wish him luck. If it works with him, I'm going to try it on my ball and chain.
supper uh, ready, Peg? Just about. Sit down. Are you telling me to sit down? <laughs> yes, I said sit down. In that case, I'll stand. <laughs> what do you mean you'll stand? I said I'll stand. Well, all right, then, stand. In that case, I'll sit down. <laughs> What's the matter with you, anyway? Why are you acting like this? You're not crazy. Who ain't crazy? I'm, I mean, I, uh, ex ex excuse me. Hey, Gillis, come on out. I want to talk to you. Mother? Mother, where are you? Get here, Bob. Mother, have you got my... Oh, what are you looking for? Oh, my wedding ring. Did you see it anywhere? I know. Oh, I think I lost it. Oh, where did you have it last? I don't remember exactly, but I think I had it last night. I may have taken it off when I did the dishes last night. Oh, I hope it isn't lost. Your father will be furious. Oh, I don't see why. It's time he bought you a new one. It was such an ugly old thing. It's all black. Well, yes, I know, but we better not tell your father it's missing. Not until I'm sure it's lost. He feels very strongly about that ring. My goodness, I never thought Daddy'd be so sentimental about a wedding ring. No, it's not that. <laughs> you see, it's the only thing he ever won, throwing darts at Tony Island. <laughs> Well, you better keep Mum about this, at least till he gets over this weird mood he's in. Yes, I noticed he acted very strange last night. What's the matter with him, anyway? Oh, I gave up trying to figure out your father long ago. Hmm. I guess when you're married a long time... But Mom, Pop says he wants you to bring him a pipe cleaner right away. Oh, he does, does he? Well, tell him he can come and get it himself. Is that so, Peg? Peg, I resent your attitude. Riley, what are you up to, anyway? I'm asking you for a pipe cleaner. Well, why bother me at your pipe? If you haven't got pipe cleaners, go out and buy some. Peg, I don't like the way you're ordering me around. I order you to buy me a pipe cleaner. Now, look here, Riley. Put on... Oh, all right. I don't want to quarrel over a silly pipe cleaner. Babs and I are going shopping. I'll buy you some. Well, give me some money. Make your own money. <laughs> This is ridiculous. Come on, Babs, let's go. Okay, I'm ready. Peg, wait. I'll talk to you when you come to your senses. Now, Oh, women sure are a problem, son. Oh, Mom's no problem. But my girl, Marilyn, boy, can she tear down a fella's morale. Yeah, sometimes I think this world would be a lot better off if there were no women in it. Only men and children. They sure are a pain in the neck sometimes. I want to go to the basketball game tonight, but she wanted to go to the movies. Yeah, I hope it's a good picture. You're going to the movies? Junior, I'm disappointed in you. What can I do? Do what I'm doing. Be a man. Win the woman's respect. I love your mother, but I don't take orders from her, even if she did fall for this baloney on the radio about women being equal to men. Why can't they be? Oh, oh you've got a lot to learn, son. It's impossible, that's why. For instance, how can a woman be my mental equal if she's a woman? Now, now you and me, that's different. I'm your mental equal. <laughs> well, you think Mom took this woman on the radio seriously? I know she did. That's why I gotta stop it. That crackpot on the radio said a lot of dangerous stuff. You heard about women being household dredges, all that stuff about the, about the wedding ring. Well, yeah. Say, Pa, maybe that's why she... Oh, no, it can't be. Oh, Mom wouldn't do that. Do what? Do what? Right. Well, 
Well, did you see Mom's left hand before? Yeah, what about it? Well, didn't you notice something is missing? Let me think. No, she had five fingers on her. <laughs> no, I mean her wedding ring. Her ring, that's right. Now I remember. She's not wearing her wedding ring. Her finger was stark naked. <laughs> oh, Junior, she's really going ahead with that independent stuff. Oh, you poor boy. What's it got to do with me? Oh, you don't understand, son. Don't you see what it means? She took off her wedding ring. Your mother is a single woman. We'll hear the second act of The Life of Riley in a moment. They can. Both men and women are wild about Prell, Procter & Gamble's new radiant cream shampoo in a handy tube. Of course, Prell's popular for two reasons. First, women like Prell because Prell leaves hair far more radiant than old-fashioned soap or soap shampoos. Second, men go for Prell because Prell removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes. Examinations by a group of doctors proved it. In case after case, even stubborn dandruff was controlled by only two shampoos a week. And everybody likes that handy Prell tube. No messy jars, no slippery bottles. A little makes mountains of lather. So for hair radiantly clean, radiantly lovely, you'll sing about... P-R-E-L-L Prell Shampoo. Leaves hair radiant, streaming bright. Not a bit of dandruff is in sight. Comes in a tube, handy too. P-R-E-L-L Prell Shampoo. Buy Prell Shampoo. And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Pop, I really think you're taking this too seriously. Just forget it. It is serious, son. If a woman don't want to wear her wedding ring after 17 years of married life, then the honeymoon is over. <laughs> Why don't you talk it over with Mom? Ask her to wear the ring again. No, 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 Jenny. It's no use forcing a woman. I forced her to marry me against her better judgment, and look at the mess I'm in. Oh, son, I, I guess you and me was born to be kicked around by females of the opposition sex. Not me, Pop. No, uh, you too. Didn't, didn't Marilyn force you to go to the movies last night? No, we went to the basketball game. I put my foot down. When they get independent, you've got to be independent, too. Independent, huh? Well, Junior, I'm taking a crack at that. I'll be just as independent as your mother is. Well, don't overdo it, Pop. No, I'll go my own way from now on, starting tonight. I was going to take her to the movies. Instead, I'll go to the lodge. Right now. Where's my clean shirt? Boy, in the drawer here. Why, oh, it's clean, but it's all wrinkled. Yeah, I can't wear it like that. Here, go ask your mother to iron it for me. Uh, Pop, I thought you were going to be independent. Well, what do you want me to do, iron it myself? Well, sure, iron it yourself. This ain't going to be as easy as I thought. <laughs> All right, where's the iron? In the kitchen here. Well, look, everything's all set up. I guess Mom was going to do some ironing. Yeah, well, she won't have to do mine. Plug in the iron. It is in. Boy, when she sees I can get along by myself, she'll beg me to stop ironing. She'll grab the iron out of my hand and she'll say, darling, I was wrong. This is my work. Let me be your slave again. And I'll let her. <laughs> I can be big. Well, where's that shirt? You think the iron is hot enough, Junior? We'll test it to see if it sizzles. Oh! Uh, not with your tongue. Oh. 
Yeah, well, it, it, it's hot enough. Now, let's see. Shall, shall I start with the collar and work down to the tail? Or... Oh, what the heck with the tail? Nobody sees it anyway. Daddy, Mother wants to know if you... Daddy, what are you... Mother, come here, quick! What's the matter, Dad? Is there any... Riley, are you ironing your own shirt? Have you gone mad? Yes, and nobody's going to stop me. <laughs> I like ironing. I'm going to do a lot of ironing from now on. So what do you think of that? Well, that's fine, dear. And when you get through ironing your shirt, you can start on my nightgown. <laughs> what a revolting development this is. <laughs> Something wrong with my psychology. Peg goes to the movies and I'm stuck here ironing nightgowns. If any of my friends saw me, I'd die. Can I be of any assistance? <laughs> Who's that? It is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. <laughs> Greetings, Riley. You're looking fine. Very natural. Hello, Digger. I like that apron you're wearing. It does something for you. But why this sudden domestic attack? Well, it's, it's a long story, Digger. You see, Peg was listening to the radio. Ah, I adore the radio. My favorite pastime. Every week I listen to, if you'll excuse the expression, life can be beautiful. <laughs> yeah, well, Peg tuned in some crank talking about women being equal to men. Can you imagine? Oh, but they are equal. In my profession, I make no distinction among the men and women I meet. <laughs> I put everybody on the same level. Well, I'm sorry, Digger, but I don't go along with you. Someday you will, believe me. <laughs> yeah, well, now Peg's going too far. She even refuses to wear her wedding ring anymore. And she can't get away with it. But I'm going to... Rule yourself, man. Well... Otherwise, someday you'll wind up like my friends... Matt and Pat. What happened to them? I once wrote a poem about them. I quote, Matt sued Pat, but in court didn't win it. So they dueled with guns, though I warned them again it. Don't shoot, cried Digger, as they each pulled the trigger. Now the case is closed, and both men are in it. Well, I don't know what to do. My brain feels like it fell into a mixmaster. Riley, you must fight to preserve the sanctity of your marriage. You must woo your dear spouse all over again, as you once did when you were courting her. But the park benches are wet this time of the year. <laughs> Romancer, send her flowers. You're right, Digger. I'm going to stop treating her like my wife. I'm going to treat her like she's someone I love. Bully for you. Take her in your arms and tenderly whisper your love. Ah, oh, my darling, I will devote my life to making you happy. I will work. I will sleep. I will dig ditches. Oops, that reminds me, I have an appointment. <laughs> Cheerio. I'd better be shoveling off. Why are you sitting here in the dark? Oh, my angel. I'm so glad you came. I was counting the minutes till you got here. My, 
My precious? Precious? Riley, this is me, remember? Your wife? <laughs> Don't remind me. Tonight, let's... Let's just be a boy and a girl. What? Come here. Sit down beside me on this couch. Well, all right. Oh, wait, let me put the light on. No, 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 don't. Let's just sit here in the dark. <laughs> What's the matter with you? Why do you want to sit in the dark? Silly, innocent girl. <laughs> you know why. Riley, did they cut off our electricity again? <laughs> no. I just want to sit here in the dark with you like... Like we used to. Oh, now, look. Don't right. talk. Just sit down. Yeah, that's better. Ah. You remember that night I proposed to you? I put my arm around you like this, and, and I whispered in your ear, Sweetheart. Hey, what's going on in here? Jesus, it's your father. <laughs> it's Junior. Oh, oh hiya, parents. What are you sitting in the dark for? Put out that light! Oh, stop it, Riley. Uh, Mom, I'm hungry. Well, I'll make you sandwich. Now, you sit here. Get it yourself, Junior. Okay, okay. Look, Riley, I I've got some chores that I really... Don't talk. Just sit here, beloved. Oh, all right. Wait, wait. I'll put out the light. There. That's the way it was that night when I asked you to be my wife. Remember what I said? I held you close like this. Oh, right. And then I whispered, sweetheart... Oh, what are you just sitting in the dark for? Put out that light! <laughs> Fine house. A man can't even make love to his future wife without their kids button in. <laughs> You're what, Daddy? But answer the door. Oh, I'll get it. Uh, look, Riley, I, I burnt the soup kettle at dinner and I've got to scrub it. Excuse me, Well, please. that's just standing. You'd rather go and scrub that old soup kettle than sit here on the couch with me. What's that old pot got that I haven't got? Oh, what's gotten into you? Mother, look, this box just came for you. Huh? For, for me? Yes, the delivery boy brought it. Hey, what's in that box? Well, I don't know. Why, why it looks like a Never box. Never mind of... what it looks like. Let her find out for herself. <laughs> what if flowers, roses? Oh, they're beautiful. Oh, I wonder who sent them. Well, why don't you read the card there? Oh, oh, yes. From somebody who loves you. I wonder who sent him. <laughs> well, Peg, try to think of somebody who loves you. Somebody who... Oh, Junior, you little angel. <laughs> it wasn't Junior. It was an older angel. <laughs> I sent them. You? Yes. Here's the bill, six dollars. <laughs> oh, Riley. You're, you're a sweet darling to send me... Riley, what have you been up to? <laughs> well, that's a fine thing to say. Now, now, look, whatever you've done, I promise I won't be angry. You confess, and I'll overlook it. You'll overlook it. That settles it. We're going to have a showdown once and for all. Peg, I'm absolutely shocked and amazed that you're at it... Kindly stop smelling them flowers while I'm talking. All right, dear. What were you saying? How could you act this way? That's the kind of a husband I've been to you. When Babs was going to be born and you were afraid to go to the hospital, didn't I offer to go in your place? 
mean I would have gone if I'd have been a woman. I, I mean... Do you I... know what you're talking about? You bet I do. I mean what I say. I ain't like a wife. They talk fancy, but it don't mean nothing. Don't think I forgot what you said when we got engaged. The fires of our love will always burn brightly, you said. Now look what I got. Twinkers. <laughs> well, I haven't the faintest idea what you're babbling about. Well, I'll tell you what I'm babbling about. Look at your finger, the fourth finger, left hand. Some finger, nothing but skin. <laughs> oh, oh, my wedding ring. No. Oh, oh, so that's it. Yeah, go ahead. That's right. <laughs> Laugh at the sanctity of marriage. When you took off that wedding Oh, but Riley, I didn't take it off. I lost it. Yeah, a likely story. I tell you, I lost it. People don't lose wedding rings unless they want to. Now, I distinctly remember taking it off to wash the dishes yesterday and leaving it on the sink. Maybe it fell in the garbage. Riley, didn't you put the garbage out yesterday? Uh, That's it. You take off your ring and now you're ashamed to admit it, so you're putting the blame on me. I didn't go near that sink yesterday except to fix that leaky faucet. And I remember every move I made. I got a wrench from the toolbox, and I couldn't find any new washers there, so I picked up an old black washer that was lying on the sink. Okay, let's forget about the whole thing. Chester Riley, that, that old black washer was my wedding ring. You used my wedding ring to fix that leaky faucet. I did Oh, Dumplin, there goes our marriage, right down the drain. The Rileys will be back in just a moment. A shampoo sensation from coast to coast. That's Prell, Procter & Gamble's Radiant Cream Shampoo in the handy tube. Miss Dorothy Haynes of Cleveland Heights, Ohio says... One Prell shampoo, and I was thrilled with the results. Dull soap film vanished. And my hair glistened with radiance. It looks clean, feels clean, and it's so easy to manage. And so it goes across the nation. See for yourself how quickly Prell removes unglamorous dandruff. Leaves hair glowing with radiance. Buy, try. P-R-E-L-L, Prell Shampoo. Leaves hair radiant, gleaming bright. Not a bit of dandruff is in sight. Comes in a tube, handy too. P-R-E-L-L, Prell Shampoo. Yeah, I should have known better. I should have known you wouldn't fall for that equality of the sexes, baloney. After all, you're smart. You you realize that man has got to be the king in his castle. That's right, dear. A woman's got her place in the home, and man has got his place. And if anybody's going to be independent, it's got to be the man. That's right, dear. Now, what else do you want me to iron? Gamble invites you to join us again next week to hear The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley and our very special visitor, Ralph Edwards, who will give Riley an hilarious headache. Don't miss it. Tonight's script is by Alan Lipscott and Reuben Schiff. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow. Digger Odell is John Brown. The Life of Riley is produced and directed by Irving Brecker. Oh, she was.
precious daughter, her finery looked just so. She washed them all as she washed with wonderful ivory snow. Ah, wonderful ivory snow. The soap that's so kind to your hands, you just know it's kind to sheer nylons and dainty lingerie. And your hands will tell you why ivory snow keeps lovely washables lovely longer. Prove it. This week, wash dishes with ivory snow. When you see how it pampers your hands, you'll really know it's extra kind to fine fabrics. There's no other soap like it. Ivory snow is the only soap, both ivory mild and in granulated form. Makes suds instantly in lukewarm, even in cool water. Your hands will tell you why ivory snow keeps pretty lingerie and other nice things lovely longer. Oh, wonderful ivory snow. S-N-O-W. This is Ken Niles reminding you that for radiantly clean, lovely hair, get the shampoo in the tube. P-R-E-L-L. Prell Shampoo. Listen again next week when Prell brings you The Life of Riley with a surprise for Riley from that surprising Ralph Edwards. And right now, stay tuned for Ralph Edwards and Truth or Consequences. Good night. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Please send your questions and comments to host at classiccomedyotr.com. Come back next Friday for another episode of The Life of Riley and check in on Monday for the next installment of The Bickersons. Please go to our website, classiccomedyotr.com, click on the donate button or the become a patron button to support our show. Until next time, in the words of Mary Oliver, instructions for living a life, pay attention, be astonished, Tell about it.